Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huppert. Well, we are uh, kicking off another season of Caveman Corner. Dean, how you doing? Good, great, Sean. This is a, a great atmosphere. We had a fun time last year, and it's great to be back at Monterey Mexican Grill. Absolutely. We are uh, here, and, and we're kicking off. And we'll just say we posted this on our social media today. Typically, we're going to be doing this show at 7 o'clock, but because of, as Darren Pritchett was saying just a minute ago, some various different things. South Bend Cubs, there was a chance they were going to play tonight. We've got Monday, fo- Monday night football and all that. So we just said, We'll go with one time. We're not going to go if this happens this and this happens that. So we're 6 o'clock tonight. There's a chance if the Cubs end up getting to, I think it's game five of their Midwest League Championship Series next week, we could be here at 6 o'clock again. But otherwise, for the most part, 7 o'clock is what we're and playing. And that's about. a great thing, man, when you get a chance to play for the Midwest League Championship. Absolutely. wins field rocking out there. Absolutely. Well, we've got three guests ready to go here tonight. We've got... Football head coach Keith Kinder. We've got soccer coach, boys soccer coach Chris Blaisdell. And we've got uh, three-sport athlete Donovan Snyder sitting by. And, uh, well, they're working on their chips right now. I'm sure they'll have their – we're going uh, with, the, with the big Monterey burritos tonight. Is that what everybody's working on? All right. Absolutely. Keith Kinder, thanks for coming in tonight. Thanks for having me. I, it's always nice to get a free burrito. <laughs> <laughs> And, well, and it's good to see you, too, by the That's way. That's what I thought he was going to say. It's great to see yeah. you guys. Well, I mean, it's okay to see you guys. But well, I mean, great... I guess we see each other every week yeah, at this the, point, so the, burrito it's, is the novelty the is worn off. Yeah, the burrito is the seller. Are you still... On baby watch right now. I think that's probably what everyone wants to know. Yeah, the, uh, tomorrow we go in tomorrow night. Uh, she's going to have to be induced because apparently she provides a happy home. And uh, <laughs> they just don't want to come really, out. Yeah, huh? So, uh, yeah, uh, the plan is Wednesday that we'll have a, a baby girl. And f- and for those who don't know, you you and your wife are expecting twins any minute, right? Well, we yeah, they, there were twins originally, but it's it's just one. Night. Oh, I'm sorry. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. And just thinking about the the family growing, I, I can remember last year, you know, you ha- holding your son up during interviews, and that's got to make you to smile to have a little girl coming. And uh, I don't know how quickly you're going to have her in a cheerleading uniform. This yeah. Friday's probably a little too soon. Well, my wife has been going crazy with the shopping and the bows and the ribbons and ruffles and all that stuff, but uh, we're really excited. Uh, probably could have timed it out a little bit better so it wasn't, you know, smack dab in the middle of the football season, but. Uh, I'm really excited. I, I, I'm really, I, I woke up. I'm really nervous. But, uh, I, th- I think we'll be all right. Well, uh, two and one, three games into the season right now. So I guess to start with, since you are three games in, what are maybe a couple of things that you know for sure about your team right now that you didn't know a couple of weeks ago? Um, I know that we play hard, uh, but I, I feel like I knew that 
a couple weeks ago before the season started. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure that I know exactly who we are yet. Um, uh, just because um, I was a little disappointed in how we played in week two. Um, and, and I'm not sure that our two wins are against, you know, the competition that we're going to see starting this Friday. So yeah. um, I, I'm really anxious to see us in a conference game against a, a really good quarterback, uh, a well-coached team. And, you know, really, and I told our guys this today, like we're starting the grind of a season now because it, there are no more breaks. So uh, I don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> I, I, I'm still a little – I've got a lot still more – Still searching a little bit. I've got more questions than I have answers right now. Yeah. Coach, you brought it up this week. Uh, you call it playing for a trophy game. I mean, we're in the Northern Lake, Northern Indiana Conference. We'll be moving to the Northern Lakes next year. But when you talk about playing South Bend Adams, you play for the jug. And when I came to Mishawaka, I thought, ah, oh, you know, it's kind of a neat little trophy game. But to see the guys hold that jug and to, to celebrate with it, they were fortunate to do it last year. Uh, it's a big game this week, and, and it all starts in the conference. Yeah, you know, uh, to, to kind of add to that, I didn't realize the jug was a big deal until we had to give it back in 2015 uh and and that was no fun yeah, uh, to bet. see them take something that to be honest with you I didn't even know we had uh but once we had to give it away you know, and this whole season is a string of the last chance to compete against people uh it's been that way since week 1 you know uh, with portage we're not going to play them anymore we're not going to play Adams anymore unless it's in the tournament and, and you know, go down the line for the rest of our schedule minus Marion. That's what it is. And so, it's you know, I, t- I told our guys today it's our last year in the NIC. I- I'd like to not have to give the trophy back. You are uh, your offensive coordinator, Kyle Shaw. He's in Edwardsburg now. And so, as a result, you have kind of put your hands more on the offense. When, when Bart Curtis was here, you guys were obviously co-offensive coordinators together and so now you're more working more uh, closely with the offense so what's that balance been like for you as the head coach kind of running the offense and and still trying to balance being with the defense and all that kind of stuff yeah you know I didn't handle it very well the first couple weeks of the season I don't think um I didn't manage the games as well as I would like to after reflecting on it. So uh, one of the things that I changed last week is is when we do team time. Usually team period is at the end of the practice for both sides of the ball. And as a result of that, I never saw the defensive team period. Um, and so last week we we alternated and we changed our practice schedule so that I could see the offensive team period and the defensive team period. And it gave me an opportunity to be more involved um, uh, I've been more involved in the game planning on both sides of the ball. Um, Managing the game and being the offensive play caller was a hard adjustment for me. And I think, um, you know, there were some things that I wish I could have back from week two uh, because of both of those roles uh, that I, you know, definitely learned from. But, uh, you know, it's just a it's more of a time management thing right now than anything because I, I have fixed the part where... I'm now around both sides of the ball more than I I was in weeks one and two. Coaches love to practice and to scheme and to look at films. Last year, you got Chris Harness. You have have Sam Shively. Uh, it seemed like they were going to get the ball a lot. When you look at last week and the different guys who scored, you have a lot of different options, and I think you're finding new weapons each week. Yeah, you know, we are. And the plan going in was, you know, Donovan had carried it 31 times against East Noble, and... Um, 
we're willing to do that in a game, you know, if it's going to help us win the football game. But he's also a two-way player, and, you know, we want to limit the amount of touches he has in August and September because we know that he's probably going to carry a big part of the of the load offensively in October and November. So um, it, it was a great game to, to get, you know, uh, Fowler some carries, Drew Mason some carries, Brandon Pearson had some carries. Um, so, yeah, you know, last year with, with Chris and Sam and the, the offensive line that we had, we kind of knew who was going to carry the burden. Um, I know who's going to carry it when when it gets to crunch time. Uh, it's going to be number nine uh, because he's so dynamic with the ball in his hands, but we're trying to protect him a little bit right now. When you win, and we're with uh, Mishawaka head coach, head football coach Keith Kinder. When you when you beat a team like Gary Westside, forty to nothing, were you able to? Is there anything that you were able to work on while the starters were in? Were you able to kind of? Uh, I know there was, as you kind of referenced, there were some questions you were looking at. Still, was there anything that you were able to to maybe solve early on while the starters were still on the field? Yeah, we wanted to offensively we wanted to get better at some counters uh, that we we felt like we had kind of um, not improved on and and we ran a bunch of uh, counters and I I think we got a little bit better at it and we worked some problems out and we saw some things on film that we needed to correct this week and then defensively it was more just an effort thing we we weren't always happy with the effort that we had in the previous week Um, and and like I told Dean after uh, after the game in week two I think that we we needed a wake-up call. Uh, we had a little bit of a overinflated sense of who we were <laughs> after week one. Um, and, and our guys came back to work and had a great week of practice. Um, those games are, are hard to coach in uh, last Friday because uh, you want to get better. And the payoff for these kids is playing on Friday nights, but you don't want to demoralize your opponent. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that our staff handled it really well. I thought our, our kids handled it really well um, because – um, you know, there are some teams across the state that would have made that an embarrassing final score, and that's just not who we are and what right. we're about. But I will tell you that in those games, I get really frustrated with sloppiness and, and penalties and, and stuff like that, and we still got to clean up putting the ball on the ground. At the same time, just kind of what you were referencing, the fact that you got to get so many kids in the game to give them, uh, some of the younger guys especially, their first Friday night opportunities had to had to be pretty good for you as a staff. Yeah, and just because of a glitch in our schedule, our JV didn't have a game this week, so it was really nice to give yeah. them a half of football. Um, uh, that was great. And then, you know, you and I have talked a lot about our lack of depth because of injuries. Well, right. we're creating depth by getting other guys some reps. So, uh, you know, there's some positives in there too. Um, and, the, and the biggest thing is, is we came out of it not healthy, but we didn't get more. You didn't get more guys yes. hurt, <laughs> so that was a positive, and, and we should be getting some guys back starting this week. So, you know, it, it's the craziest thing. Last year we were really lucky; um, it didn't get a lot of guys hurt, and and this year we've just seemed to have been snake bitten. We, we haven't even practiced with with the guys who we thought were going to be starters one time yet. Yeah. So it, it's just been something that we've had to kind of weather the storm. We don't use it as an excuse. Never hear our kids say anything about it, but at the same time, there's some growing pains going on, uh, even on the defensive line where we thought would be our strong suit coming into the season. We've just had some unlucky things happen and and having to play some guys that we didn't think we were going to play. 
Coach, I don't know if you expected it, but you've had two games where the new IHSAA rule, uh, the mercy rule, came into effect. And if listeners don't know, the IHSAA put a rule in this year where if a team is up by 35 points in the second half, then that team uh, has a running clock. The entire game has a running clock at that point. How has that played into the game, and, and has that helped you in different ways? Well, I think if the – I really like the rule if it's handled appropriately by both coaching staffs. You know, when the, when the rule goes into effect, effect and you know both teams are trying to get out of the game healthy and get other kids some experience I think it's a positive I was a little disappointed in how week one played out um, just because you know we built the 35 lead and when the running clock happened we instantly took our starters out and it, it just wasn't reciprocated and then in my opinion that can get some people hurt and you know so I like the rule I just I want to make sure that Everyone is kind of being classy about it, I guess I should say. My last question for you, Justin Fisher, your sophomore quarterback. He's played three games now. What what kind of progress have you seen in him over these first three? Uh, you know, he he's getting more comfortable in what we're trying to accomplish offensively. Um, he's, you know, a sophomore, and so that I think he's just going to get better the more game experience he gets. I've, I've been incredibly impressed with the physicality with which he runs the football all right you know he's not a sophomore physically right he's a big strong physical runner and he's fast in the open field um we got to do a better job of taking care of the football he's got to do a better job of and it's hard for a sophomore because his mind's got to be going 100 miles an hour um he's got to kind of stop and take a deep breath and look at what the defense doing and what plays you know work given that stuff and he started to do that a little bit last week but we got to get better at it he looked like he there was once or twice where he was changing the play there kind of in the middle which i don't think he had done the first couple games yeah he had and he's the more the more that you see that the more comfortable he's becoming now um it's one thing to change the play it's the other thing to change it to <laughs> is the it right, right play yeah so <laughs> we're, we're working on that um but the great thing about him is he wants to learn he wants to be really good um, and he asks, he asks a lot of questions, um, and so he definitely is driven to be great because that's one of the things we talk about. Do you, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? Um, because uh, we got to focus on good footwork and, you know, that sort of stuff if you want to be great. Yep. Coach, we have Military Appreciation Night, Friday night. Uh, it's a 7 o'clock kickoff. The gates will open at 530. Uh, 9-11 is coming up on Wednesday. Is that anything that you talk to your kids about? I know we want to have you out there for the National Anthem. We have a lot of great things planned before the game, but is that something that you impress upon the kids? Uh, the three of us at this table remember 9-11, and we can go back to that. For them, it's a history lesson. Yeah, you know, we we haven't mentioned 9-11 to them, and I don't know that we will this week. We'll, we'll talk about the military appreciation and you know one of the things that uh, is really um, something that we're going to stress is a lot of our football players go on to serve in the military whether it be right out of high school or after a couple of years we probably have um, off the top of my head I could probably name eight to ten that are currently serving in the military Al Faulkner is at um, uh, Army um, in New York uh, or is it Pennsylvania I think it's New, New York, York. Yep. It? Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that's something that we'll talk to our kids about and uh, you know having that respect for, for what those people did I thought first responders uh, you know what we did them last week was really neat and having the opportunity to shake their hands and, and tell them how thankful we are for what they do and I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to do that uh, on Friday with the military as well 
Keith Kinder, Mishawaka head football coach, and as Dean said, it is Mishawaka hosting Adams. First, you've got uh, a couple more home games that you've got after this on a little bit of a home stretch right now. So yep. uh, a few more still to come. Thanks for joining us. Thanks good luck. Hopefully everything goes well this week. All right. I'll send you a picture. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got... Who's up next, Dean? Uh, we're going to go with Donovan Snyder. All right. Donovan like Snyder. In, so we'll get him over here. All right. He's uh, put, put a pretty good dent in that burrito, and we still have soccer coach Chris Blaisdell after that. For Monterey Mexican Grill, it is uh, Cape Man Corner on 96.1 WSBT, the sports league. at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill, Caveman Corner on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Thanks again to football coach Keith Kinder for coming out with Dean Hubbard, Sean Styers, and we are welcomed now by a member of the Mishawaka football team, but also, of course, the basketball team, the baseball team, the guy who never stops, Donovan Snyder. Thanks for coming out tonight. Yep, thanks for having me. How's that burrito over there? Did you finish the whole thing? Almost. Uh, uh, I was, I was kind of looking, trying to look past that basket of chips it didn't didn't look like i mean i didn't see very much left let's put it let's put it that that way well you know of course you guys with the football team last year you went to semi-state you went to semi-state with a baseball team as well one of a a group of what about a dozen or so guys who who did both last year so just just start with the year you had as a junior last year with those two sports are there any specific memories that kind of or moments that jump out at you as you look back right now yeah, it's just having great seniors with me to help lead the team, and that helped us uh, get to all those victories. So as a senior now, I'm just going to try to do the same. When you think about baseball, I mean, you had a heck of a year, and you get to the end of the year, and, and, and you got some hardware there at the end of the season. Talk about that with so many great players around you, and to be noted as one of the best players on the team last year, mm-hmm. uh, you may not have thought about any of that stuff as you were rolling because you guys went through the playoffs and, and had a great sectional and regional. Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to win. That's what the coaches always tell us. So, I mean, when we're out there having fun, playing good baseball, it's, it's a good time. Now, of course, you're you're still listed as the halfback in this offense, but you're uh, playing a lot of fullback as well. Mm-hmm. So when 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 was this whole idea of you going to fullback? When was that broached? How'd that come um, about? Just at the start of the season, that was one of the needs we had on our team when Chris left, and we had Justin coming in, and then Drew coming in at fullback with me. Right. So coach just came to me and asked if I was willing to do it, and I said, yeah. No, uh, no hesitation no. at all. I, I mean, those guys—they—they're all a little bit. You know, you look like you've uh, added some muscle since last year, yep. but uh, those guys uh, are a little bit bulkier. I guess they look—they look more. I guess like the traditional fullback. No outs at all about going in there and taking that pounding, especially when you're playing safety as well. Yeah, no, I had confidence in myself, and I knew when they asked me, I'd be okay. Donovan, talking about uh, just the changes that have happened since last year around the school, uh, you walk out and you see the track now. You mm-hmm. see the video scoreboard that's been up and running yep. at Alumni Plaza. Last year at this time, you guys were walking across dirt on that track. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy to see all the things. Talk about the improvements and just how they've affected maybe school morale, maybe just how yeah. the strength and conditioning programs helped you. Yeah, all of that gives us a lot of confidence in ourselves, but at the end of the day, we're still doing the same things. We're still playing the same game of football, so we're still looking the same weights we're still doing everything the same but just gives us more confidence in what we do and last year you were on the west gym floor yep you kind of had a cage built but uh-huh. now the strength and conditioning room is set uh, with jd chase and michael surgeon 
maybe since your freshman year to now, how your body has changed and maybe some advice you would give to some other kids about that. Yeah, it's more of just listening to what they are saying and having you do because they obviously know what they're talking about and they can make your body change throughout the years. I'm sitting here and I'm looking. You've got the 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 beard going yep. right now, and I remember during baseball, you guys were all growing the mustaches. Uh-huh. So, best best and worst mustache last year, and who's got the best beard on the football team? Um, I would say me and JT are tied for the best beard for the football <laughs> team. Um, Nick Davis is a close second, and then mustache. <laughs> Grant had the I heard a chuckle mustache. over here. Is that is that like is he is he really in the running or or is that No, uh, he is. He is. <laughs> I wondered if you're going with Grant with the best mustache, Grant Jablonski yeah. last year or Grant's the worst. got the best mustache and Sam Shabley had the worst. <laughs> right. Didn't know he had one. <laughs> Maybe that's why it was the worst. <laughs> There's yeah. your point. You know, uh, you got a lot of carries early, and then last week, uh, Coach scaled you back a uh-huh. little bit. Uh, how much fun is it to see some of those other guys get the touches? I know you you want to be greedy and you want to have all the mm-hmm. touches, but uh, you guys have had an attack this year where a lot of guys have a chance yep. to put it in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, on the offense, we just have one goal to score, so it doesn't really matter who scores, who gets the touches, as long as we're scoring touchdowns. Yeah. What about? Yeah, I was just gonna, I was going to talk about just uh, you've got a family who's played sports and you got some little brothers yep. too who who play. Uh, there's got to be some battles there where you guys are beating on each other and you have some kids coming up too. Oh yeah, we've uh, we've played a lot of games in the backyard and the front yard and it's fun. You're one of the captains of this team now in your senior year. So what's that mean to you to be a captain? Um, just lead by example and show all the underclassmen uh, what seniors are supposed to do. What are those some of the things that you, you tell those kids that, okay, this is what I've learned, and, and these are some of the things that if you want to be successful, coach is right. Mm-hmm. It's more of just every rep, take it the same, play the same speed all the time, never change speed, just always giving it your all, and not having the coaches have to worry about you is one of the biggest things, knowing that you're always doing the right thing even when they're not watching. Now, as I mentioned off the top, you play football, basketball, and baseball. And, I mean, going back really even to your sophomore year, you guys went to regionals that year, and then that rolls into football. You guys go to semi-state. That rolls into basketball, which rolls into baseball. You go to Mm semi-state. And, I mean, with the off-season workouts and everything else, it really does kind of roll right into the other. When's the last time you had a a real break, a real breather in between anything? Do you play baseball in the summer, Uh too? I didn't this past year, so that was a little break. So that's it. So, uh, I mean, but otherwise, there's really no stop, is yeah. there? Uh, football workouts in the summer, like tire workouts and stuff like that. So it's pretty continuous. But that's one thing that we've talked about here on, on this show and, and with different coaches is Mishawaka really encourages guys to play three sports. I mean, I imagine you probably did that from the time you were a little kid. Yep. Is it – it's not a burden, I take it. I mean, right. you enjoy what you're doing, yep. going from one to the, to the other. And during football, as soon as football is over, we all meet, and you have to have a one-on-one talk with Coach Kinder. And he's always asking what you're doing next, what sport you're playing next. And if you have no answer, he's going to make you play sport. <laughs> so you always got to go up there ready to tell him what sport you're playing Find next. something, be ready to go. Yep. <laughs> There's some pretty amazing traditions at Mishawaka. You think of Steel Stadium, and this is our 80th year playing at that stadium. Mm-hmm. But... You think about the future cavemen, and you have that line where you guys go through and yeah. you see the little kids. And then last year at the end of the year on the final loss, there's always that walk of the seniors going through and, and talking to the underclassmen. And What is maybe one thing that you think about and it says, 
this is Mishawaka football. This is special. This is something that we know nobody else does, and I'm always going to remember this. Yeah, the walk at the end for the seniors is always a big one. But I personally like the uh, when we get to meet all the little kids. That's always cool because when I was younger, we never did anything like that. So looking back at it now, that would have been cool to do. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up with Donovan Snyder. I'm glad you enjoyed the burrito. Yep. <laughs> it, it'll, it'll, it'll add a little to you. You'll be able to take that pounding out there this Friday yep. against Adams, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Donovan, thanks again. Best of luck in uh, all the sports, yep. obviously. You've got uh, more to come here your senior year. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. We've got boys soccer coach Chris Blaisdell coming up next. Donovan Snyder from the football team, Caveman Corner from Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill on 96.1 WSBT, the sports <laughs> Live at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Hubbard. We're joined right now by boys soccer coach Chris Blaisdell. But you've got a girls' soccer score to update us on. Yeah, it's a, a great one for Mishawaka taking on Bremen tonight. Co-champs with Bremen last year and John Glenn in the NIC South. And right now Bremen leads seven to zero. Check that Mishawaka leads seven to zero at the half okay. over Bremen. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was worried Parks, there for a second. Randy Parks has two goals. <laughs> Rachel Gomez has two goals, and Lori McMillan has two goals. So Mishawaka leads. Bremen. Freeman, 7-0 at the half. So that's great for girls soccer. All right, good deal. And we've got boys soccer coach Chris Blaisdell here. Coach, thanks for coming in tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, start with the – I mean, you're, you've got a, several games under your belt so far right now. So how would you kind of uh, summarize what you've seen from your guys? Uh, it's, it's a day-to-day thing. Um, with my guys, it's what team shows up that day. And I love those guys to death, don't get me wrong. It's just the fact that they play to the level of their competition, and they're so much better than that. And the last couple of games that we've seen, it's just been back and forth, like we'll dominate the first half and then let things slip in the second half or let things slip in the first half and start dominating the second half when it's a little too late. But against people like Culver Community, we expected to have a battle, and we just went out 8 nothing. I mean, we, we totally dominated that game, and... It was an uprise in that, and things look better. It's just waiting for them to actually take over and play their game. Yeah. When we hired you, we talked about changing the culture and having that consistency, and here you are in your second year. Talk about that, just trying to get the kids and not be too impatient because that can be really tough to say, gosh, I I can see it. I can see where I want the program, but it's not there yet. Well, I mean, going back to when I played Mishawaka, uh, that's been about 20 years ago, it was the same kind of culture. You had a lot of different styles and a lot of different athletes that had great um, skills, and then you had kids coming on the field who had never touched the ball before. And what I think for that is the junior high program is really just going to make that successful because you have kids starting earlier and moving towards that one goal and ultimately getting to me and then making something happen when it comes to like being sectional competitive and things like that. With some of the other sports, the the, the travel with, with all the different sports right now, whether it's travel soccer, travel baseball, bat, you know, the AAU basketball, all that different stuff. Sometimes there can sort of be some some interference, I guess, when it comes to the high school. How how does that play? with soccer, with, with the players who are out there playing travel? Uh, sometimes I think, it, I mean, with travel league soccer and all that stuff, I mean, it never really confronts me, but I see a different atmosphere coming from kids who have played travel versus kids who have played, like, just in their backyard. I've always said that you can't teach heart, and I think sometimes when it comes to that, the kids who have heart are the ones that 
I think any coach would take over anybody who's played travel all day. The atmosphere changes when it gets to me because it just seems like with travel, things aren't as competitive as high school sports. And I look forward to when these kids get in there to see how they either amp up or they don't coming through uh, travel league soccer. But interference-wise, it helps tremendously when a kid has had that skill and all that stuff. But then sometimes it tends to make them a little lax as well. I think you bring up a good point there about heart because that goes right into defense. Everybody loves to score. They like to have that. But it's winning that one ball, and I think that that can come down to it. It's not the glory plays, but the battle and just winning. And then it takes the guts and the grind to win that ball so your other your teammates can score. Well, and exactly. And these kids will tell you. And Joe Walker, who's also a wrestler, which i got to give him props today because this kid came out to me this year never touched the ball in his life and he's starting for me on defense because of that guts that grit and he's not afraid of anything and i've always said to those guys you know it's it's not a matter of how we play offensively defensively defense starts the ball defense wins games because if you're attacking the ball winning the 50 50 balls in the air you're going to win games 90% of the time because you're controlling the field. If you're not and you're lax on that stuff, then obviously we're going to get one slip through. And Joe Walker's one of those competitors. He's got Michigan, uh, Purdue, different people looking at him in high school wrestling yeah. uh, to, to, to wrestle at the next level. So he is one of those competitors. And soccer will keep you in in, uh, in shape for when wrestling season right, comes sure. around, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, so I saw a couple of your, your captains, Drew Fox, Oscar Vargas, any other guys? Yeah, and we, the captain just kind of tell us about some well, of those Dylan guys. Well, Dylan Satterfield, he's the leader of our defense, and you know, again, guts and glory. That that guy's the man when it comes to that stuff. Uh, Oscar Vargas and Drew Fox, um, just amazing forwards and amazing midfield. I mean, I tried to control it every way that I could as far as um, pushing those guys and getting everybody in that aspect. So you've got Oscar up front. Drew in the middle, Dylan on defense, and then I cannot say enough about Mason Pulowski, who is our goalie, who does just amazing saves that I've never, I have not seen coaching 15 <laughs> years that I've ever seen. And I, I give it all to him playing baseball. I mean, he's a catcher for the baseball team, and he just knows how to drill it in. And sometimes I don't think he's going to make it, and he just snags it out of the air, and that's like, wow. One of the great things they do at Mishawaka is share athletes, and Coach Blaisdell's done that two years in a row now with the kicker, and boy, Connor George has gone out and, and done a great job for the football team, and I think he was an unknown at the well, beginning of the right year. now i got to apologize to his mom on air because she's like, please don't send him to football, and I'm like, <laughs> look, he's just kicking, it'll be okay, and look at the amazing job that he's done. I mean, he only missed last week for the first time, and we talked about that actually coming in, and I, I try to talk to him every day about football and how things are going because I really push wanting to have that dual sports. I mean, I love the fact that Mishawaka offers the fact that we can take kids from different teams and plug them in places, and I understand if your sport's more. Like for Joe, wrestling's a lot more important to him than soccer, and but he gives it 100% every day, yeah. and when he says, I need something, you know what? That's it. You're, you got it because football is your thing. You brought it up wrestling. briefly, but the junior high program, we started that this year, Sean, for the first time in 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. Uh, kids playing for John Young. How important is that just for the spark of soccer for the boys and the girls so they're not playing for the first time sometimes in high school? Oh, it, it, It's huge. It's huge. It's miles beyond where I ever thought that Mishawaka would be. And I give you and Coach Hodge a lot of credit because both of you pushed and you worked and you recruited kids to come out. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a long, long strive. I mean, it's trying to convince kids that this is going to be legit and that we're actually pushing towards something that's going to be, you know, at that varsity level for junior high. Um, but then when you go out there and see them and you actually see the end results. So you've got kids like Lucas Larson who's coming up and um, what's his name? Uh, well, Walker's Joe, little brother. Joe Walker's little little brother. Czar, that's too. his name. Czar, yeah, Czar. Yeah, he's Czar. an amazing kid, and I can't say enough about my own kid, Chase um, Hardy. He, they, they're just going to make it happen for me. And I told like Connor George, who's in that aspect of waiting. Like once those guys get up there, you're going to see a change because right. it's having them already. Uh, the atmosphere is surrounding them, and they understand what it's about. All right, well, we've got to wrap things up. We've got Monday night football coming up. Houston and New Orleans is the early game, and then we've got Oakland-Denver, the Monday night doubleheader, of course, on opening weekend. Dean, anything before we wrap things up? No, we got Military Appreciation Night. Kickoff at 7 o'clock Friday night. Gates open at 5.30. It should be a lot of fun. Get there early. Mishawaka host Adams, the pregame show at 6.45. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. Chris Blaisdell, thanks again for coming out. Thanks Best of luck us. to you this Appreciate year. Appreciate it, guys. All right, no problem. So that is uh, edition number one of Caveman Corner. We will see you back here next week, Dean. Six or seven. We'll find <laughs> that's, out. That's yeah, right. Watch social media. One of the two. Have your eye on Facebook and Twitter for Dean Hubbard, Sean Steyer's Caveman Corner, 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.